This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new week here at Dear Hallmark. My name is Dara, and I say cheers to you. It is Wednesday at the Shores. So we did not have a podcast episode Monday because my birthday was on Sunday. So I kind of took the day off. Not kind of, I took the day off on Monday. But we are back, and we are shoring. That's what we're calling it. Shoring on Wednesdays. Wednesdays at the Shores. Before we head to the Shores, though, can we talk a little bit, you guys? I I don't know, maybe our Wednesdays at the Shores will be our regular Hallmark News update because stuff just keeps getting juicier and juicier. So last week we got news of Lifetime's Christmas lineup as well as the news of Lori Loughlin joining When Hope Calls for their Christmas. Come to find out, it's... Um, a Christmas special that they're doing for When Hope Calls that premieres December 18th on the Great American Country Family Network. If that wasn't enough, they had the audacity to bring my dude, Daniel Lissing. They have recruited and have they have brought on board Daniel Lissing to be a part of this Christmas special. I... <laughs> If you want to know how I feel about Daniel Lissing, please be sure to listen to that December Bride review that I, it's one of the first episodes, it's the first episode that I did, like the soft launch, if you will, of the podcast. But I was, it was an oh snap situation yet again, that, and oh, oh, and that's not even the, the, that's just a half of it. They announced another movie that is going to be a part of their Great American Family Christmas lineup. And it stars my best friend, Jill Wagner, opposite Nick Bateman, you guys. He is not somebody to be played with. Do you hear me? Nick Bateman was in, what's that spring movie? <gasps> a Brush with Love, opposite Ario. Kubel Kibble um it was that movie where he played the younger brother to her best friend his name was Max and they lived they were neighbors um and come to find out he loved her like all his life or whatever but you guys (laughs) I've been wanting to see some recent Jill Wagner goodness especially as I'm progressing down the mystery 101 um tunnel by the way, I finished part three, which I think it was like exit stage death or something like that. I, I forget. But I at this point, at this juncture in my mystery journey, Mystery 101 is my favorite out of all. But I'm nervous to continue because once I watch them all, then I would have watched them all. So I have I'm, I think I'm going to jostle back and forth between Mystery 101 and Aurora. 
and kind of because um, Aurora is doing a marathon of the earlier ones, which is great. So I can have more. I can see more of those without having to pay. However, I do think that I'm going to have to pay for about two episodes. Um, and then the few that lead up to Niall Mater's um, character starting to be on Aurora. That's what's coming on on Hallmark, I believe, this coming Saturday or next Monday. And then after that, because they already did a marathon of all of the Niall Mater episodes, I can have all of the episodes in my queue so I can finish the Aurora series, which I am excited about. Because then I want to get to... People said that Lori Loughlin's Garage Sale Mysteries was really good. Um, I really want to get to Martha's Vineyard, though. Martha's Vineyard and Murder, She Baked are the two that I'm going to start when I'm finished Aurora and Mystery 101. Um, I'm really excited to get, I want to see Jesse Metcalf in a non, like, I want to see what is hidden for in a mystery space. I'm excited to see how he does in that space. And then Allison Sweeney, I adored her in Irresist, in um, Love on the Air, and she did her thing in Irresistible Blueberry Farm, so... I am excited for that. But I went on that small tangent to just to say that Jill Wagner is back and she will be doing a GAC Christmas movie. Like I said, opposite Nick Bateman. Man, oh man. I'm just at this point, I'm it's going. Let's see what happens next week. Let's see who else is coming out with a Christmas movie next week. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's not like these home. I can't like these actors don't sign exclusivity contracts. You know, there's um there's no non competes. So who's to say that? You know, they they need a check like they need to get they need to put food on their table. So. I'm not hating. Do your thing. Get a check. Let's go to the mall, Jill. Let's go to the mall. <laughs> um, so we are going to take a micro break. And then when I come back, let's let's head to the shores and see what's going on with our O'Brien family. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, my fine fellow feathered friends. So let's check in with our O'Brien family, starting from the youngest, going to the oldest. So our younger sister, Jess, um, we don't learn much about her in these two episodes. These two episodes rely heavily on the dad's conflict with his brother, Abby and Trace's relationship and then Trace. Um, So a little bit with Jess, what we do find, um, she is having a difficult guest at her B&B. Come to find out it's an undercover 
travel writer for the New York Times. And he ended up writing a glowing review of her B&B. And the whole exchange between her and David is, it's so cute. I look forward to seeing how their relationship progresses. Again, because I keep seeing previews um, from season five when I watch um, movies and things that I've recorded. So I, I know where they end up. So I'm, I'm very intrigued to see how they, their relationship progresses, will progress. Um, and furthermore, her wanting to know more about David, that's the main, her mainstay in episode six. He's very much a, a closed book. He, we know he can cook. We know he loves to cook. But other than that, we don't know much about him. And it kind of racks her brain. She's like, I want to know about you. Um, we do find out that he has siblings, but other than that, we don't know much. And, um, episode six ends with each sibling bringing a quote unquote significant other to a meal that Gran is having at the house. And so Jess's other, Jess's guest for that dinner is David. At first he is completely against it. He's like, I don't like talking about myself. I just don't want to do it. But she, she persists and eventually he obliges and he, um, goes there, you know, he goes to to the house and they end up having dinner. Next we have Connor. Connor is navigating the waters of being at that big law firm. Um, and in episode we don't see much of him from episode five. So in episode six, we see his old law school buddy, Danielle, who he was with. I think they were going out in season one. She's back. She works in Baltimore now for kind of like a advocacy public health. Is it public health or environmental? Something of that, uh, something of that sort. But they reconnect romantically. Um, and Danielle ends up being his guest at the dinner and, um, Brie reconnects, reconnects with the British author of that horrible book, Caroline, that she doesn't like. He is very smooth with how he is pursuing her. I appreciate his, his, his strategy. (laughs) Um, so they spend time together throughout episodes, um, throughout episode six, episode five, Brie and Kevin, Brie finds, um, Grant finds an old treasure map that Brie wrote at age 15. She took some memorable things from each family member, put them in a box and buried it somewhere on the grounds of the house. And so throughout episode five, her and Kevin are looking to find it. Um, and then episode six is her with the author. So let's get into the thick of, um, our three main storylines. Um, let's start with Mick. Mick and his brother are still feuding over this land that their father has left them. And there seems to be some underlying hurt from, I don't know which brother is older. I believe Mick is older than Thomas. Um, there seems to be some underlying hurt there from Thomas because from what I gather, he thinks that his dad liked Mick better than him and that there was favorites. And so 
Thomas is doing everything in his might to stop development on the land that Mick, which is the trust that the father left to them. And so (laughs) Thomas is sponsoring the fair that is on Chesapeake Shores. And there is this booth um, that I said is trying to do this petition to stop development or what have you. And Mick makes some calls and come to find out Thomas did not have all his ducks in a row when it came to his permits. So his booth had to get taken down. It was just a tit for tat kind of thing between um, from episodes five and episode six. Now, Megan, the mom, she is reintegrating herself back into family life. Um, she has found by the end of episode six, she has now a job. She is the new art liaison for the town or the city of Chesapeake Shores, where she will be in charge of, um, bringing art and concerts to the town, which is like, go Megan. Cause she worked for the Met, honey. Okay. Well, you don't work for the Met for 10 years and then want to try to do an admin job. She was just overqualified. So let's get into our two main guys, Abby and Trace. Abby, our eldest O'Brien sibling, she is having some trouble, not having some trouble. In episode five, we see her um, starting to use this extra time because she moved to Chesapeake Shores because she wants to have extra time to spend with her girls to be involved in their lives. And one of the steps she takes in doing that is joining the PTA. The head president, the president of the PTA is this woman who used to go to high school with Abby, who they were kind of, they kind of butt heads in high school. And guess who Abby is paired with um, in volunteering to go through all, like to fix the finances of the PTA. His name is Douglas and Douglas is played by Victor Webster. I feel like I have to say his name like that. Victor Webster. (laughs) Mr. Victor Webster makes did I say Victor Webster? Yeah. Mr. Victor Webster makes an appearance here on Chesapeake Shores. And he um he is a widow, er, a widower. And um he has his MBA. And the way that they set this up, I'm thinking, is there going to be some like undercurrent? of romance here between the two of them. And here is why I say that. In episode six, we feel the strain on Abby and Trace's relationship from Abby's side. We can see that she is very conflicted and almost upset and sad that is that Trace seems to be putting the band ahead of their relationship. Now let's 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 segue into Trace's storyline here. Where I last left you guys um, Hall, their producer, Trace and Lee's producer, told Trace, we don't want Lee, we want you as a solo act. So now episode five, Trace is trying to figure out, oh my gosh, how am I going to tell Lee that they just want me? And then come to find out, Lee found out anyway. She's like, listen, people talk. I heard. I, I know that he wants to have you as a solo act. And Trace is like, listen, it's we, I'm right or die. It's you and I or nothing at all. And so kind of in defiance, um, 
Trace signs up Lee and himself for the industry showcase. Even though they're under contract, they're still going to put themselves out there as the Trace Riley band, which is like a conflict of interest. But he's like, I'm doing it anyway because he will not get me as a, as a solo artist. Technically, our album is done. He has it. We fulfilled our contract. I'm out. Then the guy, John, who we who we know as the person that Trace hurt from that accident, which is why he fled to Chesapeake Shores in the first place. Um, John is there and he's like, y'all need a third? You want a bass player? Let's do it. Let's get the Trace Riley band back. And so at the end of episode five, the Trace Riley band is back. Episode six, we see Trace opening his club. Finally, his club is open. He's spending a lot of time with the band. Um, Lee and John come back to Chesapeake Shores. And having the band there at Chesapeake Shores with Trace, that is where there's... um, a strain on the relationship with Abby because the schedule that Trace keeps with doing gigs and things and even with Abby having the girls the girls were sick a lot during episode six so she had to leave at at certain points to take care of them there it's almost like they're two ships passing in the night and it's hard for them to really spend time with each other and episode six ends with the opening of trace's club the trace riley band is performing but abby gets a text that the girls are fevering again and they want their mom and so she just leaves and trace has this this despondent look on his face as he's playing but he keeps singing anyway So I'm wondering, because of that strain on Abby and Trace's relationship, and because she may have more in common with Douglas because he has kids and he he's a he's of a business mind, he's a single father. So there's some commonality in that. I'm wondering if there is going to be anything more with Victor Webster's character on Chesapeake Shores. I will mention that Kevin's budding romance with the firefighter, she, she, listen, I love her. She don't take no mess. She is, she is, um, she's not playing hard to get because she is like, she, uh, I, I just can't express how much I appreciate her character. It's not some easy come easy go. She's very much like, and she, she's Kevin's guest at grand dinner. Um, and it's, it's just beautiful. I don't know what else to say, but it is it is beautiful. And so this is where we are with Chesapeake Shores. I am curious to watch the next two episodes to see where Trace is. Like, is it going to be an ultimatum situation between Trace and Ab- like Trace's band and Abby? And how long is the firefighter going to, like, how long is the budding romance of Kevin and um, the firefighter? Like, is that going to last the entire season two and then they finally get together at the top of season three. I'm I'm curious. I'm extremely curious. I'm upset though that they didn't do anything with the Dylan O'Malley in terms with Gran. Like I wanted to see where that went, uh, and they just kind of let that, like left that to the wayside. Um, but yeah, that this is my thought. These are my thoughts concerning the episodes five and six of season two of chesapeake shores we are going to take another micro break and then it's going to be time to close this thing out well friends i hope you enjoyed our time at the shores this week uh christmas in hallmark land is 
fastly approaching. October 22nd is the premiere date for our first countdown to Christmas movie, which is You, Me, and the Christmas Trees starring Danica McKellar and Benjamin Ayers. Um, here is the tentative, I, I'm not going to say tentative, here is the Hallmark Christmas schedule. For dear Hallmark, this, this is what you can expect starting um, that next week, so October 24th. Um, so Friday's movie will be Sunday's video. Then you will have Saturday's movie, the Hallmark Channel, will be our new Monday episode for the podcast. And then Sunday's movie will be Tuesday's video on YouTube. And then for the Hallmark movie and mysteries movie that will premiere on Saturday as well, that will be our Wednesday podcast episode. So we are going to um, wrap up our time at the shores with season two. And then starting October 27th, we are going to transition into Christmas, our Christmas movies. So, and then Lifetime will be thrown in. Um, that will be a, a kind of a, a mixed bag, a wild card, if you will, because Lifetime has 35 of its own movies. So that's going to be um, a mix of podcasts and video as well. But that's not that doesn't have a schedule. The Lifetime one is just going to be however I feel inspired to share with you how I feel about the movie. So I look forward to talking with you guys next week for our movie review and our time at the shores. In the meantime, if you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to the Dear Hallmark YouTube channel. On there, you will find my review of the newest Hallmark movie, Love Strikes Twice. And be sure to follow Dear Hallmark on Instagram because on Instagram, you will find my review for the few Hallmark movies and mysteries movies that I've been watching during this fall harvest lineup. So I look forward to hearing you guys' thoughts. As always, be sure to leave me a voice message. You are There's a link in the show notes where it'll take you to a page where you can leave a minute's worth of your thoughts. And we will, we, I will play it here on the podcast and respond to it in a segment that I'd like to call, tell me how you really feel. So, and if you're listening by Apple Podcasts, please be sure to rate and review. Tell other people, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that Dear Hallmark is out here if you need some Hallmark review entertainment. Um, so with that being said, you guys, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you guys in the next episode.